and must make the most of our limited time here. Each of us have these unique gifts to contribute to the world. And it's our job to develop these gifts and give them away. That's why I created the Preschool SLP podcast. The Preschool SLP is about working smarter to create real change in ourselves and in others. Being an SLP is a mission. Let's discuss topics that matter. What are the game-changing strategies? How can we treat the whole child? How can we create the shiniest versions of ourselves and of our clients? We're here at the drawing board for a reason. You bring your own unique gifts. Together, let's create better. Today we have a can't miss topic. It is so important. We're gonna talk about verbal cues. And even though verbal cues are the least intrusive prompt, they are the most restrictive prompt as well. So we're gonna talk about three reasons why verbal cues are highly restrictive for the children we work with. So we're gonna to wanna to get rid of the verbal cues as soon as possible. So I'm going to share with you the three very important reasons why. Before I dive into the verbal cues, I wanted to give you an update because I'm in sunny California today. I've been in California all week because I've been presenting for the Stockton Public School District, their speech language pathologist. And yesterday I had such an amazing time presenting to a packed room of speech language pathologists with hearts that were just too big to fit in the room. They were such passionate individuals and the job of being a speech pathologist for them was not a profession. It was a mission. It was it's such an honor to present to these individuals who knew that they were agents of change and they knew that the jobs that they did were high stake. They knew that the children that they work with could go either way in this world and could become highly successful or they could end up in jail. And they knew that it only takes one adult to make a difference. So I had the great pleasure yesterday of presenting to these passionate, intelligent, driven individuals. And their drive was to make the world a better place. I was in such amazing company. And I was so happy because I knew from their reputation that these were women that were really exceptional and really looked at the schools they worked at as a place where they could create a better world. And that's what they do every single child they worked with. I knew that before I went in to meet them. And as a result, I worked so hard on the presentation that I was going to show them. And that presentation, I thought I need to come in the form of bread and I need to show up big in just the way that these ladies show up big every day to work with children 
who are many of whom are in poverty, who are English language learners, who have a community basically that is plagued by crime, and they're going to go and create a better world with every child they work with. So I wanted to show up big for these ladies. And I thought, what is the game changer? How can I come in the form of bread and help them do their mission? And I realized when I thought about everything I teach, which is pretty much everything under the sun, and it's all important, that it's not only challenge creates change and that we select challenging goals, but you're not going anywhere if you don't have challenging goals. You don't have the time to mess around with easy. So I knew we're gonna talk about the challenging goals. That's a game changer that changes children's lives. But what else changes children's lives? And I thought that's our toolkit. Those are the tools that we bring to the table to bring a child up and raise them up as high as possible with our scaffolds. This is where we Gustav Eiffel tower it. I love Gustav Eiffel, by the way. He was a brilliant individual. This is where we're going to be visionary and we're going to use our scaffolds and we're going to take this child to the highest point possible to change their lives. So I focused the presentation across every domain and we talked about a what are going to be the pivotal goals that will change lives b i think just as importantly we talked about what are the tools that we're going to use to raise these children up to the highest level possible when neuroplasticity in the brain is strong so we can really strengthen them so that they can traverse the many mountains they have in front of them because these children do not have a yellow brick road in front of them. So I gave so much thought to this presentation. I gave so much work to this presentation. I do so many presentations. I've never worked this hard. I've never delivered so many materials before in a presentation. And these were individuals that deserved the moon, the star and the sun as well. They deserved everything in the universe. So I gave 200% of what I could provide. So what I'm going to share with you is the cueing part. I think the most important thing that we covered was that the verbal cue has got to go. The verbal cue has got to go whatever domain that you're working on. We're going to talk specifically about speech sound disorders today. But the verbal cue, even though it's the least intrusive, it's the most restrictive on the child's growth. So I'm going to share with you today three reasons why you really want to get rid of the verbal cue as quickly as possible. I often try to get rid of it by day two. I start fading that verbal cue out, and I'm going to share with you why. The first reason, which is really important, is self-efficacy. So self-efficacy, which is that the child believes that their efforts count, that they can be successful based on their efforts, not based on external factors, that they are in control of their destiny. This, I would say, is easily by far the most important goal for every child on my caseload. And not knowing the children on your caseload I would say it's the most important goal for every single child on your caseload as well. 
and so much research across discipline support who's going to be successful, the person with self-efficacy, the person who believes they can in the face of obstacles. Now for the children in Stockton, who many of them come from economically diverse backgrounds, who many of them, aside from being neurodivergent, also are English language learners and also are in a community that is currently plagued with crime and homelessness. They have a lot of obstacles in front of them, a lot of mountains in front of them. They really need self-efficacy. They really need to believe that their internal locus of control, that what's inside can overcome all of that because they do not have yellow brick roads in front of them. And let's not pretend that they can fly because the truth of the matter is there are external forces in front of them that they have to conquer that many of their peers do not. So they do exist, these external forces against them. So they're going to have to be really, really, really strong internally to overcome them. So as speech pathologists, we've got to pack that backpack. We can't go with them. We got to fill that canteen. We got to give them everything they need so that they, when they leave us, they can make it. They can traverse mountains after mountain after mountain. So self-efficacy, when you stop talking, you send a very clear message. You're the teacher. You're in control of the learning. And I say, I'm the student now, and you're teaching me. That's what I say. I immediately say that. And the kids light up. There's nothing more encouraging than them knowing that they're in control and that they're the teacher of their learning. So that's the number one reason you want to stop talking and have the child do the talking. And what we're going to do while the child's talking is provide multimodal cueing in the form of print, in the form of gestures, or whether you call it gestures or temporal cues. And that's the way we're going to provide it in the form of charades, in the form of if you like visual pictures, you can use pictures. My research has found, however, the body is a more powerful cue than a picture is. So you don't even need the pictures. You need to use your body though. So the second reason, which is so important, why we want to fade the verbal cue is executive function. So the latest research, we know that children with articulation impairment are statistically more likely to have executive function difficulties. If the child has phonological processes, it's even more so the case. And if the child has neurological differences, or if the child has motor speech impairments, it's even more so the case that executive function is going to play a role for them, executive function difficulties. So what is speech? It's no surprise because speech is an act of executive function. When you have speech, first you generate an idea. What are you going to say? And after that, you make a plan and the plan is, how are you going to say it? 
And then you do motor programming. You say, what are the actions that I have to take to make this happen? And then after the motor programming, you check it to completion. You say it. So speech in itself is a complex motor act of executive function. If you are talking and the child's imitating you or the child's even talking in chant with you, what's happening is you're doing the executive function for the child. You're taking this really amazing, valuable learning experience away from the child because the child is following you doing the executive function steps. The third reason why we want to get rid of that verbal cue as soon as possible, because I think it's the most restrictive cue of them all to the child's growth. And that is because mastery cannot occur when you're dependent on someone else to perform a task. So if the child's dependent on me talking for the child to talk, the child is not able to master the skill. Mastery can only occur through independent practice and through overlearning the skill, not by performing the skill and assistance with another individual. That can result in prompt dependency, which is the opposite of mastery. We need mastery to occur in, for, in order for speech to become automatic. And it's only when the speech can become automatic that the child is going to be able to focus their efforts on technique and on changing motor patterns. The child's not going to be able to change the motor patterns until the language piece becomes memorized. And that's why I limit the number of treatment targets that we're working on. I don't want the child to focus and you don't want the child to focus on what the child is saying. You want them to focus on how they're talking. So that's why if you've ever learned an instrument, which is a complex motor act or a dance routine, you do one song. You do one song because you don't want to worry about what the words are. You want to worry about your technique. And that only happens when you have automaticity established. So that is not going to happen if you are giving the child verbal cues. Instead, you're going to have prompt dependency, which is going to limit the level in which the child is going to be able to master this skill. Mastery is an independent process. So those are the three very important reasons why you want to immediately get rid of the verbal cues. Now, if you want to know more about this, I highly encourage you to check out my book. What you're going to see in my book, Speech Sound Disorders, Comprehensive. And it's called Comprehensive because you're not treating a mouth, you're treating a child. So comprehensive evaluation and treatment, you're not going to find this in any other book out there. Every other book is treating a mouth. This book is about treating a child. Very important because speech sound disorders do not just occur in the mouth. They can impact every aspect of a child's life. A communication impairment is a multifaceted impairment that requires a multifaceted approach to the intervention. I, that's why I highly recommend this book. 
The book has over 100 clips of actual therapy with over 12 therapists showing different approaches that they're using. You're going to leave this book with so many amazing evidence-based powerful strategies. No other book has that. Now what's really neat is that right now it's it's less than $50. It is an absolute no-brainer steal. And it has downloads too that you can use in therapy right now that are really great. Get this book. This book is going to change your practice exponentially. And if it doesn't, you can return it. But I'm betting that you're going to love this blue book. I call it the Kelly blue book. It's good. You are welcome if you get it because you know how amazing it is. Now, I also want to encourage you to check out the CIS membership. Next month, the price is going up on the CIS membership. The CIS membership, I am going to give you the treatment target cards that I'm using, the strategies that I'm using, and they're always changing. I'm always innovating practice. And when I redesign and I improve upon a treatment target card, which I'm always doing, I immediately share it with my CIS peeps. So the people that are in CIS, they get what no one else has. They get the cutting edge practice, the innovation, hot off the press. This is what I've researched it. I've trialed it. I've improved upon it and I can't wait to share it with you. So that is a great membership in which you are on the cutting edge of practice. You are doing innovative strategies that no one else has even tried yet. And you're making gains that other people are not experiencing. That's what you're going to find in CIS membership. You're going to see a huge increase in the gains you're making in speech therapy. And that's because we're doing what no one else is doing. So I want you to take all of this information we talked about today. Next week, we're going to get into the intervention. We're going to talk more about how do we fade these cues because the cueing is so important. You create change. We have the challenge, but how do you get there? And that's the cues. And how do you pull those cues away so the child can brilliantly shine on their own? That's what we're going to be talking about next week. So make sure to join me next week for that. It's going to be a good one. And make sure to check out this book. It is ridiculously inexpensive. It's under $50. It's never been that low of a price right now on Amazon. Make sure to grab this book. It is a steal. I'm honest. When I tell you it's a steal, I mean, it's a steal. No other book comes anywhere close to it. I'll sign my name on that. and I'll even put money on that. So in the CIS membership, it is going to change your practice as well. It's going to change your life you're going to be much happier, much more energized, and it's going to change your children's lives. They're going to be happier and they're going to be making huge gains. So I want you with me at the drawing board. On that, let's roll up our sleeves and I want you to go ahead, take all of this information and make the world a better place, one child at a time, but you're always going to be first.